Hello, I'm Will Yeoman and welcome to another episode of the Podwell Travel, where today I'm joined by, by a cast of thousands. We've got travel editor Stephen Scarfield, we've got travel journalist Moans Johansson and travel, and travel writer, aviation editor, all things transport, all things everything, Jeffrey Thomas. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the Podwell Travel. Thanks, Will. Thank you. Thanks, Will. <laughs> Now, there's a lot going on, but Jeffrey, I thought we'd start with you. Um, You've been thinking about the flying to the US and back, what's involved, what it's like, you know, where it is at the moment. Yes, I had the opportunity of flying to um, Los Angeles for a meeting, uh, a couple of meetings, in fact, and I had the opportunity of going the wrong way, backwards, uh, via Doha, um, over Europe and Greenland and Canada. And, but I wanted to try it out the other way because mm. um, the Emirates, um, Etihad and uh, Qatar uh, offer a range of services into the US, uh, which for Perth people you'd think, well, no, you, you must go via Sydney or Melbourne. But in actual fact, flying into the US via the Middle East, getting to exactly where you want to go, whether it's Chicago, Toronto, uh, Houston, uh, is really great because you don't have to go sort of through Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, and apologies, I should have clarified that we're recording from Perth and Western Australia. So you're talking yes, about this from Perth. Absolutely, yeah, right. from Perth. So yes. the distance is further and, and I did go business class. So yes, it's much, much nicer in mm. business class. But, but thousands and thousands of our readers are business people who do travel travel to the US for a couple of days for a meeting and I wanted to try it out the other way to see what the impact was and I was astounded. Um, got great sleep on the airplane with the Qatar Q-suite which is fabulous. You close the door and you have your own little little pod um, and then uh, some more hours on the way uh, to Los Angeles from Doha. Slept beautifully in Los Angeles for three nights. Uh, that was the duration mm. of my stay. Flew back, uh, same sort of thing on the way back. And then when I got back to Perth, no jet lag. I slept straight away uh, all, the, all the night through. So from a point of view of sleepless in Los Angeles or sleepless in <laughs> Seattle, I didn't have that. And I didn't have jet lag when I got back. So all in all, it was a tremendous experience um, and, uh, yeah, certainly something to consider in the future. Absolutely. It sounds like it. Stephen, you've never, you've never believed in jet lag anyway. So well, no, jet lag, jet lag doesn't exist. Jet, jet lag is for weak people, but that's that's a separate issue. But this flying, we've, we, you know, this flying to the US, particularly, we, we've talked about it before, and um, in fact, you know, I've I've done this and done this, helped other people organise this flying to, particularly to New York and Boston. Mm-hmm. So um, they're the obvious examples, I suppose. But you know, going further was probably stretching my thought as well that um, you know if I was going to LA you know you probably would go the normal route if you want mm. to call it that rather than backwards but um, I just had this discussion because of course from Perth as you say in Western Australia um, you know Qantas are restarting their flights to Johannesburg in November between Perth and Johannesburg but even so you know if you were going into you know, eastern or mid-Africa, it's it's still very easy through the Middle East. In and fact, in some ways, you know, if I was going to Addis Ababa or yeah. into Kigali or something, it's it's probably, it's in a sense, it's simpler through Dubai or... 
Well, particularly with the demise of South African Airways, yeah. uh, which used to have a very big fleet based in Johannesburg and then would, then would take you on to some of these other destinations in Africa. That basically doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So really the Middle East uh, option, the hub through uh, those Middle East places, is, is certainly the way to get into most places in Africa seamlessly. Yeah, so I think Jeffrey's example, you know, which is very interesting, and, and his experience with the jet lag and what we're just saying about Africa, for example, it's more about um, there's there's two facets that I think about. One is that, you know, it's questioning your your normal way of travelling. I suppose mm. in that flying between point A and point B, you get used to one way, but there may be a better way. And even if it's slightly longer, it may be better. Mm. Maybe it may be less expensive. It may be less tr- demanding on you. And secondly, of course, you know, after two and a half years of pandemic and airlines going broke or being on the verge of bankruptcy or being in shutdown you know everything has changed and there may be and there are some airlines which are coping with that better than others so mm. it may be conducive to you know to think about different different ways of doing what you used to do mm. i was just talking to a big um, travel company here in australia i mean they have two people permanently on call on working on rebooking flights so they're rebooking about 800 flights a week flights that have been cancelled wow so where they've booked someone to go on a cruise and the flight is cancelled just before those people are due to go they have to re-find them another flight with another airline possibly um they were also saying that where where an airline cancelled a flight they would actually sort of push you even towards a competitor to say they've got flights and they're not doing that anymore, that they're seeing airlines, you know, some airlines pushing up prices and then can their partner airline cancelling flights. So it's pretty messy out there. Oh, it, it you know, really, so, yeah, it, looking at it, an alternative route might be yeah. good with an airline that you feel more comfortable mm. with, say, a Singapore mm. Airlines for want of it. Look, you're absolutely right with the disruptions. And it was interesting because I went on to flight radar to look at the particular flight I was taking out of Perth on Qatar. And I, I was astounded to see in the last basically six to eight, six weeks or so, every flight had left within five or ten minutes of the scheduled time of, uh, what, 11 p.m. at night. And I thought, wow, that's re- that's reliable. That, in this day and age, mm. that's amazing. Mm. So, uh, mm. But, yeah, all, all my flights, uh, a few were a bit late, but they all arrived. In fact, they all arrived ahead of time, So, um, um, which was great. So mm. it, was, it was seamless and painless. Maybe, maybe this, this comment is sort of running out of time a bit, but, I mean, I sort of feel, and Jeff can correct me on this or add to this, I sort of feel like the, the the airlines which you're best flying with at this moment are the airlines that flew through the pandemic. Yep. So Qatar yep. flew through the pandemic. Singapore, Singapore Airlines flew through the pandemic. Indeed. They, so they too. kind of got a rolling start. And those yep. that really just shut down and sent all their staff to work in Woolies or something. Well, Qatar um, became the largest inter- world's largest international airline through the uh, pandemic by virtue of the fact they didn't shut down and they became the airline that re- repatriated everybody. 300,000 Australians were repatriated by uh, Qatar Airways. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, they kept going. Everything worked. Everything was seamless. And that just continued on uh, now. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think that that is a factor. At, mm. at this moment, um, things will change. Yep. Things mm. are always get, changing very rapidly. Other, other airlines are getting better. Yeah. 
Can, can we come back to Earth now and bring yes. Moen's on the, on the um, conversation? Come back to the bag. Come back to reality. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to forget sitting out there in the dark corner. But look, Moen's, we're going to we're going to talk about the iPhone 14 soon and various issues that surround. I know all three of you in this uh, studio are iPhone devotees, but but. As a sneak preview, the new Pixel 7, is it, has just landed? And we'll talk more about it maybe next week. But can you give us a, a little taste of what to expect? Yeah, I certainly can. I, I received it in the mail yesterday. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, being an Apple user, it's a, it's a different beast. I've, I've literally only just charged it up and, and sort of had a quick run through it. But uh, it's got some pretty nice features in it in mm. particular in the camera uh, section you know you've you've got uh, uh, something called action pan which sort of automatically creates a you know the blurry background behind someone that might be cycling or running past or something like that it's a pretty cool feature uh, it's got the photos photosphere which is like the 360 sort of degree uh, view that you can sort of send to Facebook or Instagram or something like that and people can sort of, you know, move your point of view around so you see a 360-degree photo. Um, and then it has... Uh, uh, what was the other thing I noted? It's got that was sort of magic m removal, hasn't it? Where yeah, the eraser, yeah. Yeah, eraser, I mean, sorry, where you that, can identify. Yeah, that was the, uh, you know, probably the thing I was looking forward to testing out the most and it's actually Why you are know, you looking super at me? Well, you're going to raise well, me. I mean, you have photobombed a few of my pictures, and I thought, you know, if I can only get rid of him easily. <laughs> you, must, you should know by now there's no getting rid of Stephen either. <laughs> anyway, you can with this thing. So if someone mm. photobombs, you know, your p otherwise perfect picture, it's it's actually a really simple uh, task just to, to sort of... Uh, draw a little circle around them to highlight it and then you know the phone will effectively clone you know similar areas from the background so the person so the, the kind of thing we're familiar with with photoshop but but yeah. much more intuitive yeah. and easy i'm assuming yeah yeah super easy yeah. to use yeah. Yeah. yeah it is i mean how long can you stand in front of the parthenon with that guy standing there you know eating his ice well, cream and just waiting for him to go you know yeah of course, by the time someone moves, other people move in, and exactly, you know, exactly. It's, it's interesting for that. Yeah, no, it is. It is really good, um, and you know, I mean, inevitably, we all take pictures where there's something in there that we've we haven't noticed at the time when we took it, and you think, oh, I wish, I wish that wasn't there. It could be a lamp post, it could be, you know, a bin or something like that, you know. And and with this uh, eraser, you can. Just remove it. Brilliant. Actually, my, my, my bet and wow, those little things they put up saying warning, you know, wet floor or cleaning yeah. or something. It's like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, know, that's right. You know, so those little things, I mean, they're easy to sort of uh, not notice when you're actually taking the picture. And, and uh, you know, this little tool is, yeah. I'm well, sure, there's, there's been really a lot of discussion. One. I mean, you keep up very well with the Samsungs and all the other Androids, and there's been a lot of discussion about this phone coming. So mm. I know in the uh, in the Google circles, um, it's it's been, you know, much awaited so we look forward to hearing yeah hearing it to yeah no it's a pretty cool little uh, device that's for sure mm. Mm. well thank you for that little sneak peek as i said we'll explore it in more detail later on once you had a chance to familiarize yourself with it but guys the iphone 14 Stephen in yeah. particular you've been having some problems yeah well just just briefly uh, mine's has already tested and we've talked about the iphone 14 Indeed. pro in particular mm -hmm. mm. yeah and we, we talk about these things because they are you know it is the perfect traveler's toolbox you know, as, as we all know, it's got your translator, it's got your maps, it's got all your tickets, and it's got this fantastic camera all in one little box. So that's why 
we put such an emphasis on phones on on the pod and in the stories that we write. Mm. Um, and the shift even from the th- iPhone 13 Pro to the 14 Pro moves you into a 48 megapixel camera. So that's really significant. You've got sort of four lens settings. So the step up between the two for me was significant enough. Um, but there is an issue with the iPhone 14 Pro. I, I've been making lots of new friends, um, particularly Sheena and Jack, who ring me on a daily basis now. They're my support guys at Apple. Um, I've actually been given a case manager for my phone, and they ring me from Philippines uh, on a daily basis. So, <laughs> well, I can say it's well-deserved, Stephen. It's, and- <laughs> thank you. No, I mean, the support's been amazing, but I've had literally, I've had five, one, six sessions of about two hours on this phone. So there's a thing called system data, which none of us would probably notice. And Moan's had a, a yeah. phone with a one, tell me. Yeah, the the. See, I didn't notice this issue when I uh, tested the the phone, uh, and I think that was largely because the one that I was issued with had a one terabyte uh, hard drive. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, there was no issue with it. Well, perhaps you better explain yeah, what yeah, what your issue right. is. So, so you've got the one. Moan's had this massive memory mm. in his fo- in mm. the phone he used. Um, I of course bought the one twenty eight gigabyte, which is. You know, it's still seventeen hundred dollars. For most purposes, it's probably what most people would buy. Exactly. So I, I don't use that many apps. I'm quite careful about knocking out things I don't use. Mm. I don't keep photos in mm. there. I download them all the time mm. with AirDrop. But the system data just is its caches and logs and stuff. The phone's just doing on its own, basically, and it keeps filling the phone up so you can't use the phone. So so far. Um, with the first session we had to reinstall the iOS that didn't work and you can just watch it going from you know 10 kilobytes to 14 to 40 to 50 to 60 90 121 126 and it says the phone is full Uh, the second was a full erase and reset the third was a different sort of reset so it's it's been quite a time consuming and you know, it doesn't really frustrate me because I'm getting help, which you say is wonderful from Apple support. But if it was your only phone, I mean, I've now put my SIM card back in my iPhone 13. The system data, which is the stuff the phone's doing on its own, in the iPhone 13, which is set up identically, is zero kilobytes. And in this, as we speak, I think it's 95 gigabytes. So it's massive. You know. So what all we're really saying is that um, tech, tech support at Apple tell me that they've got all their engineers working on this, so I'm obviously not the only person in the world. Um, and, that, you know, there will be a fix for this. So, I'm, you know, there's no need to panic about these things. They've got every, every engineer they've got working on this sort of issue. But I don't think it's a good time to buy an iPhone 14 or 14 Pro is, is my point. Sure. Um, but it's... I think I think it's interesting that this has happened to Apple because, I mean, one of the things I've always been... That I liked about Apple is that you, you know, you buy a product, you turn it, you charge it up, you plug it in, and yep. it just works. Yeah. So it's it's quite this, unusual, yeah, well, isn't it, just that, that this has happened yeah. to them? It is unusual, and same as you. I mean, I can go back to iPhone six, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and I'd never even heard of system data. You mm. know, and through changing all those phones, plug in the next one, hold the cue, the code after it, off you go. Yeah. This is completely unheard of. It seems amazing that an organisation that like Apple would get this so wrong. 
It is. It is amazing. And I mean, I say, look, I'm, I'm remaining calm because mm. so I've still got my other phone. Right? But it does mean but it the is, implication for other people also. Sorry. To, yeah, I was just going to say, it is the last thing uh, someone perhaps, you know, who's le- yeah. less tech savvy than you would want if you've just spent, you know, nearly mm-hmm. $2,000 on a, on a new exactly phone. Exactly right. If, so, if, you were, if you were prone to getting upset, which I'm not anymore. <laughs> no. You, you, would get up, you would get upset. You'd get upset. I would. Um, but also, it, it does have implications because I always keep my last phone. I always have two phones. You know, I, always, I wouldn't travel with one phone. I always keep two phones identical. So I always keep my last phone with a travel SIM card in it so that if I lose a phone or something, I've got another one to find it with or I can just carry on. But if if you're trading in your phone, so I'm you know I'm getting messages from Apple saying we need details because you have to trade in your previous phone under their trade-in deal within a certain period. Uh, I think within 14 days. So you know, and it's been nearly that now trying to get this phone sorted out. I mean, this is now 10, 11, 12, nearly yeah, nearly 14 days of daily sessions with Apple. In fact, I just said to them. I booked a session on Saturday because I'm too busy today to spend two hours redoing wow. this phone again today. But if you were trading in, you you could miss your trading deadline, mm. um, which is will will also be a, a stress for some people. So it, yes, it's a bit of a mess, for, as you say. I've, you know, even though I bought the what one the, you know the the bottom of the bottom end of it with the 128 gig phone. It's still getting on for two thousand. No, I was going to say, Jeffrey, you haven't got the fourteen yet. No, okay. no, so I was quite. Keep, I'm, keep I'm your powder dry, Jeffrey. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll um, take the bullet for you. I'm going to get one, yes. although the one that Moans is talking about now is uh, that's fascinating too. So mm. uh, I might wait for a little bit and then uh, then make the jump. We'll look at all the different options that are available. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that that mm. that that one that uh, Moans mm. talking about sounds really fascinating. Yeah. I guess, you know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, when you're, if if the phone is your only sort of device, if I can put it that way, mm. I mean, when you're like like Stephen and I and Will to some degree, you know, I mean, we are in an ecosystem, so you, you have, you know, you might have a laptop, an iPad and and so on, and uh, if, you, if you're sort of mixing and matching, there's always something that doesn't quite mm. transfer, you know, for example, dropping pictures this. from one device to another and mm. all those kinds of things. It's true because I, up until recently I had an Android phone and, and a Mac laptop and now I've got a Windows laptop and it works so much more seamlessly with an mm. Android phone. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So it does make a big difference. That's right. Mm. As Moen says, the whole ecosystem is important. You know, for me, as you say, MacBook, iPhone, iPad, iCloud, my wife also has an iPhone, so she, you know, we have family sharing mm. and blah blah blah, yeah. and it's all within an ecosystem. That's very important. So uh, you know, I mean, you may wish that you have the magic eraser in your iPhone, but yeah. but if that's the deal breaker uh, or the only thing that that sways you mm. towards the Pixel, if everything else you have is is Apple, you may be better off holding off for the 15 which might have an eraser yeah well it might or you can just wait for the bloke with the ice cream to move I mean that's it is an alternative indeed indeed. there we go the world of the world of flying the world of phones Um, thanks gentlemen until next week um, shall I go through the whole 
Rigmarole, yeah, where you can yeah, read well, us, where you can see, find us. It's nice to have you back, Will. Yes, we've, we've missed you the last, while. the last month. So doesn't it sound like it. I've been it's been to, chaos. I've been listening to the podcast, <laughs> and you guys sound like being having a party oh, every week. Yeah, we've, we been, we've been winging it without yeah, you. But uh, yeah, do the work. do the wrap up. Okay. I love the way you do it. It's like poetry. My God, very bad poetry. So yeah, for listeners who haven't yet signed up, westtravelclub.com.au forward slash i think it is there's a little button on the join. right top right hand corner forward slash join sign up to our join sign up because you get our free e-travel edition every wednesday which includes a lot of extra stories you don't often see in the pages they're all unlocked on the website am i allowed to say that i'll say it yeah. um for a limited time only but also you can find us all the time on the west.com.au forward slash travel in the pages on saturday and sunday this weekend we've got a fantastic cruising guide for example we've got some Actually, it's a really bumper weekend, isn't it? Yeah, we've got 32 pages mm. of in print on Saturday, 12 on Sunday. Yeah. So that's a pretty, you know, having 44 pages of travel in print in this world is pretty unusual. It is pretty unusual. And I think every, almost every weekend has been not, not too much less than that, to be honest. I think we're really that's looking right. good at the moment. Yeah, no, it's huge. And I also mentioned, you know, we've also got our kind of drive, our motoring yes, West indeed. Wheels, which is 16 pages. So and that also comes out on a Saturday as well. Yeah, inside um, travel. Yes, indeed. So we've actually got 60 pages on the go as we speak. Mm, which is which In is print. Very How's impressive. That? Despite mm. all this technology. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, don't forget if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe to the pod Well Travelled, uh, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. So, gents, thanks again. Let's go and have that coffee. Thanks, Will. Yeah, see you. Thanks, Will. Mm-hmm.